Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park But just to let you know, she now reminds me of, what is it? Is it like a water buffalo that has the horns (laughs) that come down the sides? (laughs) Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Mr. Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Mrs. Danae Hughes. No. We right. Why, why were you laughing? Because <laughs> I knew I was going to do that. It was making oh. me laugh. <laughs> we write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Yeah, Danae was cracking herself up before she even uh, <laughs> let it happen. I'm such a dork. And did and Aaron has frozen balls behind him. I I, I have a I have a frozen oh, ball sorry. behind has me. A frozen ball behind him. <laughs> Listen, if you're Let's gonna talk clear. about his balls, you have to be it's, clear. It's detached. And it's behind him. Just because it says frozen, frozen two, it's still a singular ball. Just because it's oh, a fr- is that a frozen two ball? That's <laughs> Actually, not a frozen. I don't, I don't remember. No, that's the I original. Think it's just frozen. Yeah, that's the OG. Mm-hmm. I got that at a uh, at the frozen uh, press screening. Um, it was the first big press screening I took my family to because they invited uh, nice. invited the family and uh, and so yeah they were throwing those snowballs uh, out into the audience and I've kept it. It's a pretty nice uh, pretty nice little snowball. God, that's been it. Like when did that come out? Like yesterday, 2011. Oh maybe? man. Well, I think my daughter was alive, so it's been since somewhere around there, 2012. It's it's been a while. I've I've had a frozen ball for a while. Um, so <laughs> you should get that checked out, man. <laughs> if it's been like eight or nine years, that's not good. Uh, and this is why there's no better part to to your week than uh, hanging out with the B team on What a way uh, to start episode 69. That's right. Welcome to episode 69. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Behind the sins, uh, yes. Tanae has like her hair behind her headphones or something. It looks like she has like a headphone headband. You know, my that's favorite, what I'm going for. My favorite part, Jonathan, is how you uh, have taken the entire intro to talk about visual things on an audio podcast. <laughs> that's what I do, man. Super helpful. Uh, but indeed, uh, we all look amazing, and we wish you could see us, and we wish we could see you as well in a completely non-creepy way uh so let's let's go ahead and get into the show we'll kick it off with this inside scoop what's he building in We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, and how we feel about the movie and show in general. Uh, Danae continues to uh, play with her hair uh, visually, <laughs> as if you can see it. 
Uh, but just to let <laughs> you know, she laugh. now reminds me of what is it? Is it like a water buffalo that has the horns <laughs> that come down the sides? <laughs> it's like some um, amalgamation of a water buffalo and then like the Rachel do from the first season of Friends. I don't, like I don't understand how the headphones are still on her ears. Yeah, That's I don't. I, can't I don't get out. it. I can't. I can't figure it all out. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a great day. We're going to kick it off in the world of TV sins. We are continuing our sinning of the Treehouse of Horror episodes from The Simpsons. Uh, or Halloween specials. Or Halloween specials, if you prefer. Uh, that was confusing. Treehouse of Horror 2. This was a Dicer Watkins script, so Jonathan and I wrote on this one. And, uh, man, I'm enjoying doing these. These are really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm having a great time with these. Mm-hmm. Um, it is It is very interesting to see early on kind of them developing so quickly some running gags throughout the Treehouse of Horrors, like the Kodos and Kang thing, you know, some some different things. And it's like, that's fun to me that they would, you know, mm-hmm. that so it's not something that happens seven seasons in. It's something that, you know, happened the second season and they just have continued to do it. So that's been fun for me to see. Jonathan, what was your experience watching this one? Um, I really liked it. I, actually, I had seen this one before, but I probably hadn't seen it since around when it came out or maybe some reruns back in college mm-hmm. or something. But um, I it, everything started coming back to me as i was watching and it was it was really fun we're we're as you can tell i guess by the fact we released a second one we're doing a run of these uh for the halloween season um, yeah, yeah so i saw a comment I'm, that was kind of fun to get, i'm starting to get them a little confused but, <laughs> yeah. uh, well this is the one this, with the monkey's paw right yeah, yeah yeah this has the monkey's paw um what else does this one have uh this has burns's oh. robot uh mm-hmm. and then the middle one is um it's uh it's the the they can the Simpsons or God what did they do they like wish for stuff and that was the monkey that was, ball. The, oh, that was the monkey's ball yeah. that was the monkey's ball is it Bart is that the second one the it's a good the good life parody from Twilight Zone Guys, is that this one you're supposed to be the ones that know this stuff <laughs> well, we've been I was writing actually, on so many of them I, I know I was just thinking though I think I suffered this time because I didn't watch it I wasn't one of the writers and I wasn't the shadow right so I didn't actually watch this episode so I'm really not sure what was happening in each sequence like there wasn't there wasn't a lot going on that was like oh I know that reference I mean there was Frankenstein so I think I I got that one I've never heard the monkey paw one before though it was more like Aladdin for me but maybe like an evil Aladdin yeah it's a the monkey paw is very similar to a genie you get so many wishes but the wishes often have negative consequences Consequences for you that you didn't think about. That's the idea. But of the isn't the ball. other one on this one? Isn't it Bart, where he's like the he's like he can do things with his mind? Is it? Is that the, is that the middle one? God yeah, he he can read minds. There, yeah. there, there was a there was some sins in there about uh, the continuity of him being able to read minds, even though it was far away. And right. this is where it's interesting because if you haven't watched the episode either ever or recently, you know, is it is it wise for us to kind of like have some sort of a moment where we you know to like the second part of it because I didn't know when one story was ending and the other mm. was beginning but yeah so this first one is the cursed monkey paw then there's the um omnipotent powers and then there was when Homer becomes a grave digger those were the three correct which is the Frankenstein kind of parody kind of right. thing at the end so yeah no I, I enjoyed it quite a bit but I can see what you're saying Danae and, and we've kind of thought about that and the idea of what that might look like to separate the sections and that kind of stuff but really for what we do um I think it, it works best just to it's fine the yeah. format the format just works for what it is and people who love it know what it is and people who don't can either look it up and and figure it out or not but that's kind of the truth with anything you know like you know we'll 
be talking about a movie later that I don't think either Danae or I have seen, but you watch the Sins video and you go, okay, I think yeah. I understand this part of it, but maybe I don't understand this part of it. And that's just kind of mm-hmm. normal part of the process, I think. Yeah, I think I, that the difference is on a TV show, it's so much shorter, but then also on a TV show that does three smarter, or smaller little, is it? Vignettes. Vignette? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So it's like, peep, peep, peep. It's even quicker paced. Mm-hmm. So there's there's more to, there's more gymnastics um, and I think it's just more important for us as writers to figure out a way to couch what's happening in the moment inside the sin, kind of recap the moment. Um, as much as we can that, without forcing it. As much it, as yeah. we can without it being. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, ready to move on to the sins from the video, Danae, since uh, you didn't write on this. Um, what were some of the sins you enjoyed? Great question, Aaron. Let me get back to my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Can I ask you a real quick question, Aaron, though? I'm just really curious because you still watch the show. I so do. are they still so heavily invested in Twilight Zone and stuff like that? Or did they kind of move away from that? Because, I mean, that's that, that's one thing I've kind of been surprised about is how much this is Twilight Zone uh, parodies. And, you know? Yeah, no, it continues to uh, parody Twilight Zone concepts, those kind of things. But after 30 yeah. whatever seasons, 35, I think, or something crazy, it's... I mean, it's it's all over the map. They're doing all sorts well, of craziness. I assume they, do they get into like more modern. Like, have they done like a saw or like a paranormal activity or paranormal activity? I seem to remember a segment. I don't. I don't remember a saw segment. Um, but I, I, but just but in general, like they've done yeah. some more modern oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, okay. I think so. Thirty-two. I've got, I've got to just sit down and watch them on Disney Plus one day. Thirty-two seasons so far. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, the new one. So it's. A, I guess they've done. They started them in the second season, right? So I mm-hmm. guess the one coming up this weekend is. 31 mm-hmm. maybe yeah yeah it's yeah. wild it is crazy 32 um i wrote down my love for the uh, long live the mippies <laughs> I, just, I love silly I that words one too uh, silly words are great which leads me to fuzz which the 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 uh oh, whatever God. homer was eating that yeah. you guys also called cat hair or something yeah but yeah i had written i had written something i don't remember that's aaron sin yes and, oh my god that grossed me out when i read it i was like that's perfect because so <laughs> <laughs> you're like genuinely disturbed yeah i i mean obviously it's a combination of fluff and fuzz but i i had never heard <laughs> that word before that's just the word that came to mind when i looked at that mound of orange something I, I feel like though i've noticed this like you know danae pointed this out in adventure time where they just didn't draw those people in the background right yeah. i feel like there are times like this where like they're, they're just kind of like just uh, it doesn't matter just, just something throw some crap yeah just some we'll, crap we'll deal with it yep. mm-hmm. um the pantriarchy was <laughs> yeah a fun yeah. one uh and the slobber filled glass tombs for the the aliens i was so happy to see this sin this sin because when i sinned the first episode that was something that i was trying to figure out how to write and you know oftentimes you can like you can send something but i i tend to try to find those fun lead-ins that lead into something that's kind of a fun way to deliver a sin and i just couldn't find the right angle on it so i was so thrilled that we're sending those Yay. containers because they would they would just be filling up with drool mm-hmm. the, they would be yeah, drowning those, those aliens are like saint bernards like they just like can you imagine putting like something like that on a saint bernard yeah Con- yeah yeah so anyhow i really enjoyed that one as well yeah yep. yeah yeah what about you, Jonathan? Is Yakov Smirnov really like a Branson thing? Is so he in Branson I actually now? have that for my uh, for my keeping tabs. Uh, okay. So I'll talk about I'll, that I'll, a little bit I'll, more in my keeping I'll tabs. I'll let you be on that. Then. Yeah. Um, in case you, I, I wanted to write down in case you confused it with Marrakesh, Montana, because Aaron and I literally both wrote that. Yes. Like we both wrote the exact same. <laughs> what? Yes. 
Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. hilarious. We both picked Montana. And then Aaron put it in as an alt to be funny. Like, <laughs> He's like, like, which one do you choose, Jonathan? <laughs> which one do you like better? Oh, my God. Uh, I like that we kept in my thing about trying to eat a candy necklace because yes. I think candy necklaces are disgusting. I had that one written down um, as well. And uh, Homer survives this and without a peep was hilarious. It worked on so many levels. And uh, I just like, I think Chris actually added this one, but the sin proving that it wasn't a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It couldn't be a dream. And then at the end, he's just like, this proves I'm a humorless butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I loved that one. Uh, I had that one written down as well. Uh, I also wrote down Peanuts Envy. Um, <laughs> and the one you were mentioning about the Fluzz uh, ends with one of my favorite uh, portmanteaus where you do a thing where you do a portmanteau and it makes an actual other word because it ends by saying uh, Homer is eating out of some sort of everlasting cat hair pile and I'm both confused and nauseous. Confucius? Uh, yeah, that so, was good. <laughs> I love it when a portmanteau can actually make another uh, actual word, or in this case, mm-hmm. name. I just like saying portmanteau. Yes, I do too, obviously. Um, it's my portman totally favorite thing. Uh, whoa, so, <laughs> whoa, whoa. That's too clever. Uh, placing half-eaten candy on your dresser. I uh, wanted to shout that one out. Uh, also because half-eating candy is just something Danae does. Uh, she'll eat half a jelly bean uh, at a time. I've seen it happen. Oh, wow. Um. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, he's a contriloquist for the guy that just leaves his mouth open as he's saying things uh, was funny to me. Uh, why would the money just appear for them? But Maggie's pacifier would be personally delivered. I thought was a really, really fun catch. Uh, I it, did too, but then I really thought because she wished it that way. <laughs> That's true. It could have been in her thoughts. Um, yeah. And then thanks for ruining that today. Appreciate you're you. Well, you're welcome. Uh, hey, that's then, what I am here for. And then imagine how we feel 30 seasons later was a uh, <laughs> a great thing to say as well. So I liked that too. Um, yeah, this was a fun one. I'm really enjoying doing these. These are great. Uh, all right, let's move on to Gravity Falls. Uh, Tourist Trapped is the name of the pilot episode. This was a Hughes mm-hmm. Watkins script. So Jonathan and Danae writing on this one. Uh, I think it's all of our first experience with Gravity Falls is that correct? No, I well, I no, I've seen it. I've seen the oh, okay. I've seen all the episodes. It oh, was it's only right. like 40 episodes though. It's not a very long That's series. Right. Although it it did go over a few years though because I think there was a delay at one point. But anyways, uh, my daughter and I watched it on uh, Disney Plus. That was like one of the first things we tackled on Disney Plus oh, nice. when it came out. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, that's 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 why you uh were the head writer on this script uh, cuz you actually seen all the episodes. Um Yes. Yeah, very very cool. Uh, so what did you think, Danae, for your first time? Oh, I had a really interesting reaction to this one. It was one that has a lot of elements that I think would usually kind of draw me in. But uh, there was a few things that just popped me out of it so fast. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. I don't know if I can. And unfortunately, and I know there's a lot of opinions about this. This is just where I'm at right now. I could change my mind later. But where I'm at right now is when I recognize a voice actor's voice, and this happened with Bob's Burgers, with both the bunny-eared girl and the dad being Archer, um, here, here, here again is Kristen, and I love her voice, and I love her quirkiness, but like she's here's another time that she's doing this character, and I love that she's getting work. Like I want these voice actors to have work, but at the same time, it's just like mm-hmm. I have this whole thing to kind of get over. It's kind of like when you see an actor that you see play a role consistently, and then all of a sudden plays a, a bad guy in a movie, and you're just like, this is weird. This is strange for me, except for in this case, it's just like, I think I know exactly who this little girl Mabel is going to be because it's Kristen's voice. And so that was Kristen a little... Shaw, we should say. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think you said the last time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know how to pronounce 
pronounce it, so I was just skipping right over I that. I think that's right. I don't know. <laughs> no, it is. Yeah, yeah I think that's right. Kristen yeah. Shaw is a horse. Said, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Durr. We have that in the outfit. <clears throat> yep. So, and we've talked about it before, so I won't spend too much time on that, but that was one of the things that happened when I was watching. And the other thing is, yes, I am the person that I know, like, middle school culture, there's dating going on, but I just think it's fucked up. And I think it's weird that we focus so much on it. I'm sensitive to it. Uh, and so I brought that that vibe yeah. to this script just because I found it to be, to me, incredibly distracting that there's a young girl that is so horned up for every single boy. And there's no, I mean, I guess her brother is kind of like, hey, chill. But there's no parental figure kind of being like, you know, hey, ease up. You're, you don't need to worry about figuring out boys right now. Like, Yeah, no, no vertical stand is not a parental figure. And then to go on a date, you know, off into the woods with a total stranger. I'm just, I know, I know it's a show. It's, it's silly. It's goofy. It's supposed to be funny. But at the same time, I'm like, that really, really bothers me. You know what I mean? So. The things you mentioned were sins, though. That that was an interesting thing where I left stuff in. I didn't I didn't completely agree with as far as like what was on what was being shown, but but they were sins. Yeah. So it worked, I guess. I don't know. I like because uh, I was asking you. I don't know. I don't. I'm trying to remember, but um, the specifics. Um, but anyways, the character of Mabel, though, like if you watch the series, that's just kind of her. Like it's not the not specifically the dating, but just that she's just one of those. She's very independent. She's very just whatever she wakes up that day and decides she wants to do that's what she's gonna do like right. she's that kind of character you know and and so that so i guess that's where my mindset was while i'm watching sure. it and i wasn't really thinking and then um i just think there's a then, lot I of mean, ways my daughter to... my daughter talks about boys i mean i know and she's younger than than mabel um, mm-hmm. she's not dating or anything like that but uh yeah, she's had she's but, had quote unquote boyfriends you but know within just a few years her daughter is going to be mabel's age according to my google yeah. searches to find her age and it's just impossible for me to think that you know, a complete stranger shows up and no one, you know, and again, I know it's a cartoon and I'm really overanalyzing it. It's just to me, that's what we do. There's other ways to get into the fun of the show. Like there's other ways to discover these gnomes, you know, and if they, yeah, I don't know. There's just, I don't know. I was, no, I I totally get it. You know, I totally get it. We've talked about relationship pressure before on the show and how there, there is this thing there, there is a conversation to be had uh, about art imitating life or life imitating art you know who came first um you know the the egg. the art chicken or the life egg you know like it's because <clears throat> there is something to be said like jonathan saying i mean you know there are many girls who are boy crazy and they don't even know what it means but they're just like oh i want a relationship and i want i want to put this guy's name on my notebook with hearts around it like we you know that that is a real thing but is it a real thing because for because so long, we show it to right, them because for or so is it long, a real thing because it's instinctive yeah. Right. I don't like my daughter used to used to talk about how she was going to marry her like first grade boyfriend or whatever. And I don't, she didn't get that from a TV show like that was just her. I don't think she did. I really don't. Because I mean, I know the kind of stuff she was watching at the time. Well, that's what but, I'm saying. I mean, I think for her, it was just here's the here's the issue and why I think it's important to, con- to have these conversations. This is where I was going. But the idea of whether it's art or life almost doesn't matter because what we want is just to get, you know, to p- make people think. Sometimes it's to make people laugh. Sometimes it's to make people think. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's to make people laugh and think. In in fact, usually it's 
you know, both. We try um, to go for the laughs. Yeah, the laughs are the laughs are priority. But if we can also, you know, say something that makes you think, that's great. But I think there is, even if it doesn't come directly from a TV show, there is so much about our life and our culture that yeah, comes sure. from how we see the world through popular media. And even if your daughter isn't watching a TV show, her friends are, and maybe you know, yeah, for sure. The the ways that I don't know. It's just it's it's worth talking well, I'm about. Already, I'm already, but that didn't bother me. I guess is what I'm saying. Right. Like, I don't think right. there was anything harmful with my daughter having those thoughts. Right. I, right. I, no, no. I don't think that there's something harmful about the thoughts. I think that how it's presented in this cartoon is concerning to me. And that's what we send. We're not sending how people raise their kids or whatever. It's mm-hmm. more just like, where are the adults? This person's walking off with your kid into the woods. Like, right. <laughs> where yeah. are the adults? Right. Yeah. She's 12. Well, I think it I think it came. Well, the, the adults aren't there because their parents sent them off to there because, as we joke, they wanted to have sex in that summer. Um, <laughs> that was a funny scent, too, because Danae misunderstood what I meant by that. I remember I just remember that being really funny because you were like, are you talking about how they had the kids? Is that what we're talking about? I'm like, no, no, I'm saying that they sent their kids off so they could have a fun summer of sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Obviously, that's true. But um, what was I? Uh, yeah, no. And I don't. I think it went over really well because I did. In the comments I read, I didn't see anybody questioning that or. You I know, did. I did. Accusing us of being woke, which we've gotten accused of many times. Right. Well, for that's. Other I mean, we're all people. We're, we're all parents writing these scripts, so I mean, yeah, that's exactly. just part of it. But the other thing is, is I did see things like I guess you've not been to like middle school recently. Like that was kind of the vibe that was in the comments of people who are kind of questioning that. Yeah. And and I and I haven't been in middle school for a while, but I was in middle school at one point in time, and I do remember, you know, the curiosity of. Uh, of dating and, and things like that but maybe it was just the way that things were with me there were like there was protocol like I couldn't just <laughs> I couldn't just go off on dates yeah and we could we could and we can question know. whether or not a show needs to present it that way like that's kind of more what we're doing right yeah just because it happens doesn't necessarily mean it has to exist in this show so let but me I ask will you- say that's that's not a common thing like that's not a con- I mean I don't I mean she I guess she does like boys throughout the series but it's I don't know let me ask you this Danae um uh, to get back to like your enjoyment of the show. So you mentioned this in the the section of like, did you enjoy the show? Because it's something that impacted you. Mm-hmm. Um, was it like a battle where like you were like, oh, this is cute. This is fun. But this thing is really bothering me. Or just overall, you're like, I just I don't really like this show. I don't I don't know yet. OK. Um, so you wasn't know, it's enough. episode it's episode one. There is a pull for the curiosity of the mystery of what's going on. Right. And there's enough of this sort of like, oh, we've got this book. There was this cipher. You know, there's all these little mysteries that are, are clearly that they're laying down. And do I want to know what those are? Am I going to go back and watch it for that? Knowing that there's only so many episodes and it's over may I, I it's that's a fun aspect. That's why I like the show. I think yeah. the the mystery aspect and just the 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 fun things that are in that world. Right. I like, guess. The, just, like there's it's, fairies it's and gnomes and silliness that's going yeah. on in the woods, and that's. That sounds kind of fun. Um, it so I'd, plays I'd have to a lot see with like, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. It's okay. I just, I think I'd have to see if I could get into it a little bit um, and just let it be what it is and not just be like, oh, this is really, this is really disturbing mm-hmm. to me or, uh, oh, this voice is really distracting for me. I'm sure after you watch it for a bit, all that stuff just becomes the norm. Well, so I don't know. Well, uh, we'll see if I watch I will, it. I will say, and we give a sin off for her. I mean, Mabel's my favorite character on that show. Although somebody did bring up that we didn't give a, we didn't give a sin off for Sue. 
introduce the kind but of the dorky we? handyman. He, he actually is very funny, though, like throughout the series. Like he's probably my second favorite character. But, but maybe not in the first episode. Maybe not in the first episode. In the first episode, uh, he, I guess he did hand him <laughs> over a weapon. What, right. What didn't he hand him like a shovel or yeah. something? Yeah. He's like, here, defend yourself. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I just like how he's just like completely. I He does have one of my favorite moments, though, which I don't think we had this in the video itself where he's just like uh, he's like, no, I know what you're saying. I'm pretty sure the mailman's a werewolf. <laughs> and it, like, it shoots him sitting on the bench with the mailman walking past him. I don't know. It was really funny. But, I don't think no, that was in I, this episode. I, huh? I don't remember that. It was in the episode. We just didn't send anything in that moment. So we, we took it out. But uh, it was when he was talking to him up in the attic. Oh, okay. uh, that, that should have been a hoarder's wet dream. Right. Um, but no, I really, really, really like this series. And um, I think it's really funny and fun and it's very creative. And um, I, I like mysteries. And I, I like, uh, which we'll talk about this more when we talk about Candyman, but like urban legends and stuff is always something that's interested me. And this show kind of gets into stuff like that. So um, no, it's just, it's just my kind of, it's in my wheelhouse as far as like these types of shows, kids shows go. So I, it was a fun thing to watch with my daughter. It's the first time I've ever watched the show. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it to the level of, oh, I got to watch the rest of these. Um, yeah. I'm not feeling necessarily a pull to watch anymore. Uh, like both of you, the part that uh, appealed to me the most was the mystery part. Um, that is interesting to me the way they presented it. There's, it feels like there's more to be learned. Uh, so I, I did like that, but I didn't find the quirkiness or humor to the level where I'd be like, oh, I got to watch the next one because it's so funny and it's so well written. I just, I didn't feel that. However, I did feel like it was a, a decent show. Um, and so uh, I, did, I certainly didn't hate it. I do. Before we get into the video, I do want to say, though, there were a lot of people that there were not a lot of people, but some people made comments like, you know, they're like certain things like the Konami code and stuff like that. You know, uh, you do find out. I mean, stuff, stuff like that actually does kind of come back into the show, like pretty much everything you see in the opening credits kind of gets answered or becomes a thing eventually or whatever. And I get that. But at the same time, we also, you know, have to follow the idea that the, the narrator's never seen it. Right. So like there were things I thought about making a comment about, but then I'm like, nah, it doesn't matter. So that's kind of where I was leaning sure. with, with all that. And, yeah, we uh, walked a fine one line. One of the things I'll get into keeping tabs about the fingers. Um, <laughs> I looked up some stuff on that because that was interesting. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we walk a fine line sometimes of that kind of pre-knowledge thing for the narrator. But usually with pilots, we especially with pilots, we try to, um, yeah. you know, if we allude to something that happens later, we allude to it. We don't uh, pretend like we've we've seen it. Um, yeah, I'll get us into the video. Uh, rubbing your face on swine <laughs> is definitely a sin. And uh, and I appreciated that. I had that down. Uh, so, see, mom, people really do want Mulder and Scully fan fiction. Uh, that was a fun delivery. Yeah. Wonder who that was. Well, yeah, for, I have no idea for. who that might be referencing. Um, uh, that was various things. I don't remember what I had it originally. I think it was just more of a broad argument. Like, see, you can get paid to be a writer or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, oh wait, this is Aaron talking. So I'm definitely gonna have to throw some X Files shit in here. Yeah, I thought you did a great kind of channeling him in that moment. Yes, yes, it was great. I loved it. Uh, you already mentioned the Baron Attic of Lies, which I thought was great. Uh, have to throw a shout out to the pro column con column uh sins and both yeah that was the name both to the writing as well as the uh, editors uh putting in the actual lists and doing the addition and that was so fun yeah that stuff I, was fun in that editing process you know when i wrote the sin i was just i wrote the sin and then the in parentheses at the end i just said hey editors if, if we could do pro column con column kind of a thing that'd be mm -hmm. neat Maybe like as the narrator says them, they appear on the screen or something. And you just never know if they're going to come back and have something for you, you know? 
and to see it and then have it be like even the handwriting, whatever mm-hmm. font that they use that just looks like handwriting. I was like, that looks so good. I was incredibly pr- impressed. Shout out to, I think, Natalie on that one. Yeah. And you're right, too. Vamp- vampires would be the worst like people to be in a relationship with. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the mind control thing. It's the mind control. Uh, well, really, it's four gnomes in Shmebulok. Uh, really liked yes. that. That was my favorite bit. Shmebulok. Uh, tasting the rainbow, I thought was great. Uh, Thank you. Okay, I tried to cut that one. <laughs> I know, and I was like, "Why are you cutting this?" I want Aaron to look at it. First. We had so many sins. That's true. We did. We, we had, had a ton like of sins. eighty million. We had. I tell, yeah, it's like I tell you, I love this show, and I think I had like fifty sins on my initial draft. And I think just mine. I had forty in mine. <laughs> yeah. We literally had like eighty some sins on the table, and so we had a really long script. And I was like, "Well, maybe we just cut like the really kind of like I don't know, like the." ones that aren't really sins but then like aaron commented on on it going i love this one i'm glad to see this one here i'm like well he, you had, you one. wanted to you were gonna put one in if we hadn't right yeah <laughs> is that what it was yeah he was gonna add it so funny. yeah it was I, I had written tasting the rainbow uh and then i saw it in the script already and i was so like funny. Aaron and I are the same in person fact, apparently had, Eric Kesh Montana tasting the rainbow I had five I think in shadowing that I was like I want to make sure and include these oh, five yeah. things these are I think these are valuable or important or whatever because as a shadow you're not writing a full script but you do want to make sure like ones you like are hit and you guys yeah. hit you guys hit four of them um yeah. and so I really only had one that I was like and that was the last one the last sin of the mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the show so um uh and then I also liked uh the the finger stuff was great uh I'm gonna go with continuity error and try my best to never care this much for phalanges again uh very fun very well written uh jonathan what were some of your favorites that haven't been mentioned um does every damn disney cartoon have to take place in the summer i don't even know if that's a thing but it was just funny that we had just done phineas Phineas and ferb um i like that we left in two could they not find an actor who looked younger to play the part yeah that was me channeling aaron as well because he's done that you've done that with uh, i think it's you that's done that yeah i love uh, doing that making it seem like it's a special effect and like a live action thing versus the very first I think I've told this story before, but the very first time I did that was on the Aladdin script and uh, Aladdin reaches down and says, you know, it's the um, where he reaches down to Jasmine and says, do you trust me? And it just shows his arm. But there was something different in the sleeve. And so in the sin, I said, this is probably because that's not even actually the the real actor's arm. Yeah, they had right. a substitute right. come in for that day or whatever. And since then, I've just loved doing that in animation, treating it like a live action uh, shot. So, yeah. I liked uh, uh, your cheek, however, looks right fucked up when we were commenting <laughs> on the uh, her making out with the leaf blower. So um, crazy. And then uh, the other stuff, the other stuff Aaron already mentioned, but uh, I did. I will say these outtakes were a lot of fun. And I still I it kills me how you can line up animated characters with dialogue so well. Oh, so yeah. That Lost Boys outtake where Grunkle Stan is doing the whole the grandfather and Lost Boys, all the damn vampires. Mm-hmm. God, so good. <laughs> it's like so good. Animation outtakes are really, really fun. Uh, Danae, anything you wanted to mention that wasn't mentioned? Um, you guys mentioned a lot. I really liked uh, the the Twitter sin was fun. I I I learned something from Jonathan about newspaper, gla- like using newspaper on glass. I mm-hmm. didn't I didn't understand the sin. Yeah, so I've I, had I've had a lot of people tell me that. So they didn't um, they didn't know that or that. No, you, no, no. I've had oh, a lot oh. of people. No, I'm saying the reason I knew that is because I like I suck at cleaning glass. Like I always leave streaks and I can't remember somebody once a few people told me to use newspaper and it works. It's amazing. I just don't have newspaper anymore. But <laughs> right. So that was surprising to me because I had yeah. never 
I had never heard that before. So I learned something on this one. Um, and then I also uh, really liked just pausing at the top and uh, pointing out using the the Konami code in vain. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up reading a couple articles to find out if that ever played out just out of curiosity. I wrote the sin first and then I looked it up in sort of a reference, mm-hmm. uh, like reflection. And from what I know, they never use the up, down, up, down, left, right, which is a, you know, gaming code, not really like a, like the, the Caesar cipher, which I'll talk yeah, about somebody, in my keeping tab. Somebody mentioned that that does come into place, but I, I couldn't recall when I it couldn't find play, it, but, but even but still, it's matter. still fun. And that's why it's important to kind of phrase the sins in a way where this better pan out and if it doesn't you know you'd be in trouble that kind of thing so yeah those are the ones that i had written down nice uh very good oh oh i also wanted to shout out to lost fans i don't know aaron did you notice in the outtakes that uh there was a couple lost outtakes yes the music worked out real well there's a moment when he taps on the tree and i went and found the moment when Mm -hmm. um they find the hatch Mm -hmm. yeah and they're on the ground it goes ting 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 on the ground and then we just kind of intensified that moment like what is that Mm -hmm. and then there's another sin just directly after where it's like what is uh uh, like we let the music kind of intensify and i hoped that lost fans would like immediately recognize the music Mm -hmm. and then the number sequence one was obviously from uh lenny wanting to know the numbers from from that show so yeah yeah i i thought it was funny uh it's always funny to me on twitter every now and then you'll get somebody asking the question like what's the best tv pilot ever and there's always this happened the other day and there's always somebody's like yeah the answer's lost right like like (laughs) is is there another answer are we talking about this still like Uh, it certainly is. Certainly is to me. I mean, it's hard to argue against yeah, if you're talking it's about an just incredible pilots. pilot. Um, so yeah. well done. Well, they spent like thirty million dollars right? on it, so it better be. <laughs> it wasn't that much. I don't know what it was. Let's move on to music video sins. Childish Gambino. This is America. Uh, you may have thought this was unsinnable and is was mentioned as one of the ones we would never be able to do, but we did it. At least Barrett did. Um, <laughs> Uh, and by at did least it, Barrett did. So blame, blame, so blame him. Uh, no, this is this is a beautiful thing that I think only music video scene sins can get away with, uh, which is to play off the fact that you are sending something, but you're not sending something um, because music videos are so quick. And so um, if, if, you know, if slash when commercial sins becomes a thing, that would be another one that could do stuff like this. Uh, but I always love it when it's kind of meta uh, like this. And um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Uh, watching this one for the 30 seconds that it lasts (laughs) i have to tell you when i saw that we were doing this one i was like oh no 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 and then i did i purposely the video (laughs) right well and i purposefully avoided watching the video until right before the show because i was like i can't I just can't go there or whatever. I just didn't. I was really, really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so then I started watching it. I I had my eyes closed. I took a deep breath. I hear the sounds, you know, it's like it's go time. And I open up my eyes and I was on the comments somehow. Like I just zoomed Mm, down and I saw a couple comments that said something along the lines of I was not prepared for this. Um, and then I saw one other person that said, this video is just as long as it needs to be. And so I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's pretty good. And I'm, and then I scroll back up just as it starts and I see that it's only 50 seconds long. <laughs> and I was like, oh, phew. Oh, okay. 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 Like he, did we're he, doing he, something here. Did he say anything about it? Cause I don't want to take yeah, anything he away did. from what he yep. said. Yeah. What Bear he have to said, say? I reckon, you know, that the universe conspired to divert us from posting a different video this week, but I was glad to do this one. Well, 
Well, surprise, Barrett. We didn't tell him. Um, yeah, we were actually supposed to do a completely different video. That happens. But it happens. So we went in this direction. He continues to say, ever since I saw it two years ago, I've been enamored by it. The weird thing about this is that the song is not great. It's got some moments that it's certainly not bad, but the video is so great that it both elevates and overshadows the music. This was a group effort between me, Jeremy, and Chris, since I wanted to make sure I did it justice, but also kept to our voice. And I'm uh, always happy to send button flies. Uh, those things can kiss my ass. I've honestly never seen a video like this. The one-shot vibe, the audacity, the shocking moments, the commitment from Donald Glover, the quality of the dancing, the stuff happening in the background, etc. I've always said that my favorite video of all time is Aerosmith's Cryin', the first one with Alicia Silverstone. That uh, that was a fairly recently su- supplanted by Kendrick Lamar's Humble. I don't know if This Is America will supplant Humble as my favorite, but I think it's a close, it's close to the best. Very nice. Yeah, I'm with Barrett. I think the video's great. I think the song is okay. Um, maybe not even very good. Um, I, and I think that a lot, a lot of Donald Glover stuff. I, I just like Donald Glover, but yeah. some his music, eh, you know, I'm okay with. But I, I always enjoy watching him perform, and he always comes up with something creative with his videos. So it's always fun to watch him. Uh, do you think he's the kind of artist who? almost write songs with a visual in mind though maybe it's very possible he reminds me of that thing where you have i'm bob dylan is going to come to my to mind first of all where it's like their voice isn't great they're not great singers even um but you respect their material so much because there's so much depth and thought put into it so it's almost like art it, well, it's the it's the impressionists, right? Like if you want to go to paintings, it's the idea you don't have to do real life paintings to get emotion or mm-hmm. meaning or those kind of things. And so people like Donald Glover make art. And so if you look at it and go, here's the things that make a great song. Well, this isn't a great song because it doesn't, you know, the, it's not hooky enough for me, whatever the case may be. But you can still look at it and go, yeah, but it's art. And that's what I th- that's what I think he's doing here, and that's why it's so Im- impactful is because yeah. he's he's made art, and uh, and I think there's some real beauty there. Yeah, I th- I think I think this is the idea is that I would watch the video, but I probably wouldn't like just listen to the song, sure. like on Spotify or something. Well, like, and that's it, not a song. And I in would today's put on. but in today's culture, it's so hard to distinguish between the two sometimes. Like, exactly. where does the song begin and end? Is it just the audio part, or is the song more than just the audio? Is it also about what it makes you feel? Is it also about the video? Like, you know. And kind of what you were saying, Danae, is if it was written with kind of the video in mind, possibly, or at least the ideas of the video in mind. Uh, It's hard to draw a distinguishing line sometimes between what is and isn't, quote unquote, the song. Um, This is a weird comparison, but Weird Al has stuff like that, right? Where the video is much better than the song itself. It's like fat is one that comes to mind. Sure, sure. And now you've heard the only podcast uh, that will compare (laughs) This Is America to Weird Al's fat. I said it was a weird comparison. (laughs) No, I know. It's beautiful. We were just talking about. It's Bob beautiful. Dylan and Donald Glover is kind of a weird it comparison. Is. It's but a it's a little weird, more a weird yeah. comparison, yeah. I, do I agree with you on Bob Dylan, by the way. I um I've written songs and there are several where one in particular, um, where as I was writing it, I had such a visual to to in my mind as the lyrics are coming out. And 
if I was ever to be able to, you know, do some kind of a, a video, I know exactly what I would want it to look like because I know what was happening in my mind as I wrote it. And so, was yeah, this I the went, one where you were like, you were like driving Aaron's head into the cement. Was that what the song represented? Like, mm -mm, that? <laughs> no, that's a different song. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think it's entirely possible that from, from what I know about Donald Glover, which is not as much as most, I would say, um, I think he's just that kind of artist who does have something in mind as he's writing something, mm -hmm. you know, that, and I think it's neat to have a song that doesn't need to, that's just a good grab. Like it, it's a, it's, it's not a forgettable song. And then you add, like Barrett said, you add these, this incredible video that has so much imagery in it and so much messaging in it. It amplifies the song itself. And so sometimes I think we need to consider that in today's age, when artistry is both music and visual, that they are, you know, the right They're linked. blend. Yeah. They're linked together. It's interesting. I think Glover's kind of underappreciated, though, because he's seriously a tour de force, which a lot of these guys do get that way, or a lot of guys and girls. But uh, he's a actor, you know, musician, writer, uh, comedian. Well, I mean, um, uh, so I mean, far. So many different things. So far, huh? Atlanta is his masterpiece, right? Like, that, yeah. that show is incredible. And that's that's his. Like, that's that's from him. Mm -hmm. That's it. He, but he's also, like, I've seen I've seen his stand-up comedy special. Like, he's, sure. he's quite good at stand-up sure. comedy. Uh, you know, he was obviously, he could just be on a He's very funny on a set on Community. Yeah, uh, he's just Danae's, Troy on Danae's Community. Favorite show yeah. of all time. <laughs> uh, Man, but, I yeah, really no, am he's... picky. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right that's all right uh it's very i do want to hear the i do want to hear the bashing aaron's head in song sometime though i'm really okay. curious about that yeah it's a good song i like it it's one of my favorites <laughs> it, it usually confuses people because it's so peppy mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. you're like so excited ran down the concrete yeah there's that line yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i like uh, it's a good song that's I, just I before it. the bridge yes the bridge is so where, great i don't know where my thoughts come from i wish i was funnier the bridge where it's like <laughs> skull fragments dun 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 skull fragments yeah that's that's really yeah. see you really guys peppy. you guys made my joke so much funny the juxtaposition <laughs> of that is that i'm actually playing it on like one of those synthesizer where it's the bell tone so it's like ping 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 so oh, it's really i yeah. thought you had a i thought it was like a keytar saxophone thing oh that's, that's later that's later that's later yeah yeah that's later uh, By the way, my mom and I had this conversation last week. Uh, there's not enough saxophone in music anymore. Agreed. Throw that out there. Fair enough. Listen to some Chicago. When I redo this song, we'll just do it in all sax. <laughs> <laughs> but synth we, sax. <laughs> we were talking about Chicago when we were when we were having that discussion. I'm sure you were. I knew exactly yep. what you were talking about. Uh, I don't think there's anything really to say about the video itself, uh, yeah. unless you it's guys said it. it's great. Watch well, it. It's I a fun kinda, 50 seconds. I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's a fun you know, 50 like seconds. It's, watch it. It's it's great. I mean, the closest thing to compare it to would be the no. I can't remember what video that was either, where it was just no <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't know. But, it, but it's, I don't know. But it's similar to that. Similar to that. Uh, let's move into CinemaSins Candyman uh, is the first one Candyman. we're going to talk about. This is an Atkinson Watkins script. Uh, yes. I have never seen this movie. Uh, I've never felt the urge to until recently, actually, know. because... I don't know if you'd like it. Well, I had a friend uh, who... And you guys touch on this in the video. Congratulations. Thank you. It took a while. Um, but uh, I, I had a friend who doesn't write uh, head bashing songs about me. And they instead rec recommend uh, movies that they think I might like. But they said that there's a real social commentary going on here in this movie. And that 
I didn't know that. I had no clue. And oh, um, yeah. So it was it was a black friend, and he said in the black community, this is a movie that uh, especially black horror fans love because of the social commentary and what it means to them and how it speaks to them. And that got me interested. So I was glad at least to see the sins video and kind of pick up on some of that stuff. And I was very glad to see the sin removal for it. Um, so I, I have not seen it, but I, from what I saw in this video, I think this you know I I get it. I understand why people might enjoy it. Documentary. I don't know if you will get access to it just because you get screeners and everything. I'm not sure because it was it, it was a Shutter exclusive, but it's called Horror Noir, and um, it's all about it's it's black people talking about uh, black representation in horror cinema, mm-hmm. and uh, they talk a lot about candy. I'm just saying, if you watch, I think you'd really like that documentary, a because it's really interesting. But it, you could probably figure out whether or not you'd want to watch Candyman uh, from from watching that documentary. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I, I can't really tell there's definitely a lot of social commentary which is really interesting because the original story that clive barker wrote is set in england right um so they move it to chicago and then it focuses on uh the cabrini green which is a real uh that's a real part of chicago yep um and uh yeah it's 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 fascinating it's i i love the movie i do it well i really like the movie i don't know that i quite get to love because we send this a lot in the in the video that uh it's a little confusing um as far as like the rules and even some of the metaphors get a little kind of convoluted towards the end it feels a little um, shaky. It feels like everything's just a little yeah. shaky. Yeah. But but it it's like a really good representation of like like if you could capture like an urban legend, like the the aura of an urban legend on film, like it's Candyman. Um and Tony Todd is and we give a send off for him, rightfully so, who I don't know that I really necessarily think is a great actor, but he's great in this role. And uh, you know, he's he's I mean, he's he's become one of the most popular, you know, horror villains for a reason. Yeah. Um if you watch if you watch this movie and Virginia Madsen's got a really good performance. They also kind of almost make it a love story, which actually works in a weird way. I picked um, up on that. I picked up on a, that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a cool it's a very cool movie. It's it's very cool. Uh, Clive Barker is a really interesting guy. Talk about an artist. Uh, his books almost feel like paintings a lot of the time. And um, Bernard Rose is a really good director who unfortunately didn't do much pa- after this, at least mainstream. Yeah. Um, he did Immortal Beloved. That's probably like his most well known film after this. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I it's it's great. It's it's definitely one of the best horror films to come out of the '90s for sure. Danae, I'm curious to hear your thoughts watching the video. I assume you haven't haven't seen Candyman. Um, no. So I, no. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Why don't you give us your thoughts and then just kind of lead us into the video itself? I just have so many questions. Right. So there's yeah, a guy living in the walls and well, he comes out and kills people or he's dead. <laughs> He's in, it's another apartment or something. I, I, no, it's. Um, I, I need I you mean, to answer all of my questions. <laughs> the le- the ur- it's an urban legend. It's not a real urban legend. It's made up for the story. But if you say his name in the mirror, it's kind of like a Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of urban legend. So right. if you say his name in the mirror five times, he shows up and he and he kills you. So that's the main thing. He's not really in the walls. But he's he just, only kills you if he's innocent. If you're innocent, I'm pretty sure if you just say his name five times, that's kind of his thing. Like, okay, so then why does he need innocent blood? Um, I'm trying to remember. There's a baby. I, I know what you're. I know what you're talking about because we do. We do comment on that. Yeah. Uh, when we make a joke about the. Movie All right, I guess blood. I'm going to have to read some blogs. No, but that's see, all but I have to the, say about that. No, but listen to me. But in the in the video though, that's that's one of the reasons. Like, I I kind of the movie loses me because it doesn't explain that very okay. well. Like, okay, it's like you know, like because the person at the beginning, which and see, this is a confusing part because and we 
you mentioned this in the sense, the person at the beginning, that is a story being told by someone. So that could, you could look at that as, oh, that's just a story. That's not what actually happened. But in that scenario, he just shows up. Whereas when Virginia Madsen in real life, you know, as she's trying to figure out what's going on with these stories, she does it and then he doesn't show up for like two weeks. Right. But okay. like, that's where we started getting, that's where we were finding a lot of. Okay. Okay. So uh, was he, he, this person was once alive and then died and now yes. haunts oh, people? Oh yes. Died. Yeah. And we didn't show a lot of that because that's, that's pretty awful. He was in like the, uh, he was a freed slave, I okay. believe. Okay. And then, um, he, uh, carried on with a, uh, he had a relationship with a white woman okay. and other white people did not take kindly to that. That's a lot of the social commentary that Aaron's okay. talking about. So we he was murdered. Of that in the movie, <laughs> in the he, in the video. So he was murdered by bees. They they lathered him in honey and all kinds of stuff, and yeah, basically killed him with bees. Okay, okay, okay. Which is why we have that sin, like you know, who came up with that? You know. <laughs> okay, but then also, why is it candy? Well, we actually send that right because we're like, why wouldn't you call him Bee Man or Honey Man? Okay, all right. But they say they call him Candy Man because they say he's sweet. Like they 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 like make that comment because of the bees attracted to him. So that's kind of okay. how the legend started. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's really all I have to say about that movie <laughs> but the innocent blood thing is very confusing actually to me um i'm sure somebody's going to be like no you're dumb it's this it says it right here we you know I what know. aaron when we when this sort of thing happens we need to do like a little mini pod which is like jonathan explains horror movies to Danae. <laughs> it's just me asking a whole bunch of questions i know more than horror movies <laughs> i know but you're like I'm, an expert I'm a real and person. i would never watch I'm... them i'm a real person you guys <laughs> you can't just use me for my knowledge on horror <laughs> You can't just use me for my body of horror films I've seen. <laughs> I just remember trivial things. So, yeah, I, I do have a lot of horror knowledge in my head. Today, did you have any sins from the video you wanted to, to bring out? Oh, oh, oh. I mean, yes, there were some that I wrote down. Um, let me just make sure that. Oh, I liked the. Um, um, it makes sense. How could that classroom of students ever make it into the business sector if they aren't taught about alligators in the sewer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that one as well. That's funny. Um, <laughs> the couple of women that are working on an urban legend thesis coming by. So let's put some uh, like put some fun Easter eggs in, so the trip won't be a waste. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then yet another case where people at a murder scene decide to pick up an incriminating weapon because the pull of going to jail for the rest of your life is so damn strong (laughs) (laughs) so i really enjoyed those yeah i had that one written down too um i also had uh doesn't anyone ever have class in a normal sized room which i thought was a great observation because it's always (laughs) one of those theater style rooms yeah uh, and movies which i think i had like maybe two classes my entire college in those types yeah, of rooms. Yeah, we just had one building that had one of those. It yeah. was it was the science building had one of those lecture rooms. And every other class I was in was just in like a small little regular classroom. Yeah, usually those classrooms were like intro, like intro to psychology or something right. yeah, like yeah, that. Because yeah. you had more people. You had like 200 people in the class. Right, right. Uh, that's lunch at a college? I'll have my <laughs> Hot Pockets and Doritos whenever I well please, professor. Oh, that Chris Atkinson, he's funny. Yeah, that is, is a great set. I love that one. Um, I have zero clue what this story Purcell is talking uh, is about, but I can tell from these couple of seconds it's not worth the pity laugh that Trevor is giving it. <laughs> really made me laugh. Uh, Candyman has a lot of things to be pissed off about in this movie, but I, I don't think he ever thought he'd be the victim of identity theft. <laughs> it was another one I thought was really good. I also love 
of no Helen, don't say Trevor's name five times or he'll appear and kill this movie's momentum. (laughs) And that was really great. Uh, I I love this video. It's such great stuff. Flirting, the combination of floating and flirting. Amazing. That was so good. That was another one too where I wrote something and Chris was nice enough to put mine in there as an alt possibility. But it's like, yeah, no, we're using yours. Like, I don't like you don't have to make me feel good. Yeah, I I, I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Uh, And then finally, let me tell you about a scary killer who goes by the name of Helen. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what I think about that ending. That's another thing about the movie that quite doesn't quite get me there. uh, Uh, What about you, Jonathan? What were some? uh, Well, I love like Discount Sam Raimi was fun because that's that's Ted Raimi. Mm -hmm. That's Sam Raimi's brother. And I just love it when it's a relative or something or a kid like their son. But what was funny about that, too, was um, I didn't put this in the comment section. So I guess I'll mention this. Uh, My friend Patrick from Modern Horrors, he's at finley ash on twitter um he actually tweeted a cap that that part of the video and then just wrote something like uh hello police i've been murdered <laughs> this is really funny. but uh the white hair um you didn't bring that up when i went away did you <laughs> no you're fine no the white hair sins was really funny just because I, that was a run we did because they just kept talking about it and then it was like but wait why why doesn't this person have white hair and i don't know that was just kind of fun a uh, douche position um is always that i thought that was really funny but my uh can Candyman explained the rules. I thought it was really funny. Um, I also like the callback to Trevor because this guy's name was Trevor, which is from um, I think the Sinister video was where that kind of became a running mm-hmm. yeah. uh, gag for for uh, Cinema Sins fans. But my favorite thing that that my favorite sin in this that that Chris wrote especially, but it was my favorite sin was um, the bad news is that Bernie is going to meet her untimely end here. The great news is that this is going to be awesome for the thesis. Uh, I was dying. Yeah, when I read that in the script. Um, and then also my last thing was bringing Stacy to your wife's funeral. Um, yes. I think originally we had bringing your girlfriend to your wife's funeral, but then I was, but then we were like, how did be kind of funny just to call her name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agree. Agree. Very nice. Very nicely done. Uh, I've never seen the movie, but I have seen the sins video. And in this case, that's probably enough. And I had a great time. All right, let's move on to Air Force One. This was a Scott Share script, uh, and I'm very excited to hear them fight about this movie. Oh, my God. The- <laughs> yeah, I didn't know this movie could even give out opinions like this. But yeah. Here, yes, please. Let's hear from them so- first, and then we'll talk about our own Air Force One opinions. So if I remember correctly, um, we, you know, we asked the A-team for their thoughts on scripts and such. And I believe Barrett, was it Jeremy that said, yeah, Jeremy said, I'll wait for Barrett to respond first so then I can tell him how he's wrong. I think is what (laughs) he said. Yeah, Yeah. something like that. So Barrett kicks off by saying, Air Force One, whoo, baby, this movie rules my ass. Not perfect at all. Not even close, but holy shit, I love it so much. I wish they would. I wish they made more of these medium budget cast, great cast action thrillers these days. Agree. I saw this in the theater in 1997 and was giddy afterwards. Harrison's for Harrison. My gosh, you guys. Harrison Ford's <laughs> character really makes he all might the drive a Ford. Yeah, he could. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you for your support. <laughs> um, his character really makes all the worst decisions, although I would argue that staying on the plane is not one of them to which Jeremy takes exception i guess we'll get to that in a moment Mm -hmm. i do wonder why the hell he took his whole family to russia in the first place anyway gary oldman gets me all giggly when he's in full foreign villain mode especially in the 90s glenn close is doing uh very little besides yelling at a phone but she's good at that 
As noted in the video, the effects are hilariously terrible, especially that plane crash. I love the sin we used there, a classic. I also like the opening sin, which came to me as soon as I opened the document. I also loved Jeremy's string of sins about the press secretary divulging all the information to the villains towards the beginning. In short, this movie rules my ass and Jeremy is wrong. <laughs> so then uh, a couple hours later, Jeremy responds and says, the president has a fucking duty to the country to keep us his ass alive. <laughs> 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 There's a lot of ass commentary in this, by the way. When you become president, you don't get to care about your family anymore. <laughs> I haven't read this yet. I probably should have. Well, that's not true. You'd, you, uh, But you don't get to put your family's welfare above the good of the country and your fucking duty to stay alive. The very thing the movie tries to make heroic about its main character is actually an incredibly selfish action. Just look at Glenn Close's utterly worthless vice president. Does that mean she is the vice president? Yeah, she plays the vice president. So maybe he meant to say just look at Glenn Close as... They're saying that character oh, is oh, 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 I, I understand. Okay. Just look at Glenn Close's utterly worthless vice president. If Ford's character dies, that lady would be in charge. And as mentioned, she's fantastically worthless. She's also easily manipulated by the warmongering cabinet members, probably on account of her overall worthlessness. A president that stays on the plane to protect his family and risk putting his VP in charge is an asshole. Unit core God country man or something. Regardless, your family isn't on that list. The movie yada yadas the hell out of how Gary Oldman and his bunch get on board. We learn they assassinated the real Russian news team, but Oldman is thumbprinted before boarding. So they also hacked the thumbprint scanner. 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 This movie is stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Everybody in it does stupid things for stupid reasons. <laughs> it has a bad premise, bad effects, and bad production play and bad product placement. So there's that. There you go. Bring and it then on. I, and then I believe, didn't Barrett then uh, put out the My Cousin Vinny uh, YouTube clip of everything that guy said is bullshit? Did he do something <laughs> yes. Like that? Yeah, he linked to that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So I guess the question is, uh, Jonathan, Team Jeremy or Team Barrett? Pick a side. <laughs> no, I, 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 I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I saw it in the theater. I think I've seen it like once or twice since. I, It's fine. Like, it's fun, right? I, I don't, I mean, Jeremy's not wrong but I, I don't know it's a movie so like I, I, don't, I hate that I hate that reasoning but like this movie isn't trying to say something so you know it's just trying to be a fun piece of uh, summer movie entertainment mm -hmm. um, so for whatever reason but I get that I get things bothering you um, in, in movies so you know he's totally justified he's not wrong uh, mm -hmm. but it doesn't bother me for whatever well that was a very I think, I think it's fun I like Harrison Ford and Gary Oldman it's it is one of those kind of movies that isn't made anymore for better or for worse but um i do kind of miss these kind of movies i do too i do too I, I definitely agree with that part of what barrett said i i appreciate your your very even keeled political answer uh but i'm going to be much more direct uh barrett is the winner on this one um <laughs> this this movie is a ton of fun and and you you kind of allude to it 
in that there's a part of what we do where we have to constantly be walking that line of, is this movie uh, actually bad or just does it use regular movie sins to tell a story and, you know, that kind of thing. And I think for the most part, this is just movie making. You know, mm-hmm. of course the president should honor his family. Jeremy's not wrong about that. But um, but in this movie, the only reason it works is because we want a hero who puts, you know, who finds a way to do it all to save his own life and his family's life. You know what I mean? So there's a, yeah. movie, there's a movie element to it um, that's, that's yeah, really, I, really no, fun. Yeah, I agree. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, they could have probably done something. Maybe they could have done something different where like the pod didn't work or, you know, yeah, but do you, I mean, but we'd send that too. But I think you're right. <laughs> you <know>? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's so for me, I, I really enjoy movies like this. Yes, I can recognize how stupid some of it is. Yes, I can recognize the manipulation, especially in the late 90s. Uh, this, you know, this, or in the 90s in general, this was kind of just how you made movies. Um, and so, but I, I don't know. I like it. It's one of those that I'm going to like, yeah, even though I know it has a lot right. of quote unquote sins. You're right. No, this is kind of that like uh, middle point between how movies were made before and then like before we get to like the whole right. Marvelized right. version. Yeah. Like this is kind of that. We had all these movies, especially in the mid to late 90s, like, you know, your Con Airs and um, Air Force Ones, and, you know, Independence Day. I mean, you don't get any of those movies anymore. And, yeah. and that's OK. I mean, they're they're they were from their time, whatever. But um, they, you know, and when they try, they do try to make them occasionally. Like Skyscraper is kind of yes, one of those it movies. Yes, it is. It is. It is exactly not the movie. a great version of that. Says of you, maybe. says you. Uh, but I love I, skyscraper. I will say also, I do think it's which you're you actually are a critic outside of your cinema sense, dude. Sure. So you are looking at movies a little differently now. But like I will say, as I've gotten older, I've kind of gotten over this whole like trying to figure out if it's an objection, if it's objective or subjective. Like I, if I mm-hmm. enjoy a movie, I enjoy a movie. Correct. Um, I just I'm not really like having those internal battles that I feel like Jeremy and Barrett have. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and then there's nothing wrong. I'm not knocking there. Everybody has the right to their own opinion, but I just, I feel like, I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, no, that was a good movie. I enjoyed it. But so do you think movie. they have those arguments or we have those arguments because they passionately believe them? Or do you think it's just fun like see that's the yeah, thing i think with with cinema sins is that people don't understand is we're nitpicking because we think it's fun we're not nitpicking oh, yeah, because no, not, you know, i was talking i wasn't talking about the cinema sins part of it i was just talking about just in general like when they talk about the no i know but cinecast. i think i think that I, I think those two things kind of compare in our own lives like for they some yeah, for, for some sure. people having that debate would just seem so ridiculous or so dumb but it's fun for us to do to be like you know hey yeah. the president would never do that and to have those arguments like that's that's a fun yeah, thing like next week next week we might be talking about someone's opinion that Lord of the Rings is better than Star Trek. We might be talking about that next week. And that was, uh, What? That's a tease. (laughs) Uh, Danae, do you ever remember seeing Air Force One? No. Okay. All right. So, so take a drink. Are you a, are you a Harrison Ford fan? No. I mean, like, he's fine. What if he was in Lord of the Rings? (laughs) Jonathan wants to get into this conversation now, apparently. No, I don't. I probably would. I'm totally joking. (laughs) Um, I think so. Like, I, he doesn't annoy me, but I also don't know that I've seen him in a lot. Yeah, probably just like Star Wars. Have you seen the Indiana Jones? Yeah, but I haven't seen that very much. Like, I didn't yeah. watch Star Wars a whole yeah. bunch. I didn't watch Indiana Jones a whole bunch. Yeah. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. But no, like I, have, in, I have people like that. In those roles, he's fun. Like, he's kind of like the reluctant hero. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah. kind of like he gives that vibe I, of, I don't I know. I feel like this is his last, like, really good role 
role in that type of uh, in that type of Harrison Ford. Role. Yeah, like I feel like this was his last kind of one that worked for me. I know we, we Aaron mentioned Blade Runner the other day, which is fair. Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and I guess you could argue Force Awakens, but I feel like that's a different Harrison. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I also like uh, I don't know I actually never don't remember where it comes in the timeline, but um, I do kind of like what lies beneath uh, the. Oh the... no, that that no I no I'm one hundred percent on board with you on that. I did not like it at the time, but that was unfair of me because I was Robert Zemeckis. This this is one case where I'll say do not watch a trailer. Robert Zemeckis is really bad about just giving everything away in a trailer. Mm-hmm. In fact, he brags about that he does that. Like he likes to do that. Right. And so What Lies Beneath was spoiled for me because I saw the trailer. And then so it kind of pissed me off that there was nothing else beyond that. Ah, interesting. Uh, but watching it, you know, 15 years later as an adult, and like I mean, older and, you know, not really having that stigmatism attached to it. That is a very well done, like, ghost story. Yeah, I kind of dig it. So, yeah. um, but anyway, uh, Good that's, call. that's neither here nor there. But Danae, what are some of the sins you liked uh, from this movie? Sins Whoa, was I supposed video. to watch it? That's weird. Um, <laughs> Uh, I liked the all the things listed in the bed. Yes, like the women, the mm-hmm. men, the casserole, the cocaine, the Fruit Loops, the llama. That was fun. Yes, that was a good one. The uh, no, no. Did I just know my no? Was, <laughs> uh, and then the count on Sesame Street, the guy who just keeps counting. Um, he's like the count on Sesame Street, only slightly more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> There you go. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Uh, Russian time is weird, comrades. Mm-hmm. I thought was a really uh, funny. Um, I'm surprised he brought you to Russia. Don't get cocky, kid. Um, and then, uh, oh, also, I wanted to mention we had double Xander Berkeley this week. Yeah. Uh, he was in He was in both Candyman and Air Force That's One. That's so weird. And he, got, and he got ridiculed a lot. Yes. Deservingly so. Yeah. Uh, I liked the throw off line. Yeah. Regarding Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole thing about, um, oh, and of course I have to mention rogue poopers. How do you not? <laughs> but uh, the whole thing about the guy looking directly at him, who they called Terry in the, in the sins video. Uh-huh. And yeah. it's like, and they're like, cut, damn it, Terry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, the whole first sin in this, this video is amazing. Um, oh, yeah. About just how, you know, saying all the different amazing actors or whatever. And I just, I thought that was really well done. Uh, I also enjoyed ah the late '90s when you could hack into any system with a 56k modem, a floppy disk full of access codes, <laughs> and a 12 pack of Mellow Yellow. <laughs> yes, uh, so true. I was surprised so they true. didn't go with Mountain Dew. Yeah, the Mellow Yellow is funnier. Uh, that is true. That is true. Uh, this movie is entertaining, but nuance is not its strong suit. Uh, I thought it was a great summary of the film. Um, Welp, spoiling the ball game means certain death death from a hail of evil gunfire for this guy serves him right. Um, I thought that was great. Also, uh, go blue. It was nice to see Michigan beat Notre Dame. Uh, and then the, <laughs> then the, uh, the, sorry, the sin. Did that, did that come out loud? <laughs> I, think, I think you said that Wolf. out loud. Uh, guys, Gibbs, Gibbs, guys, guys, other yeah. guys, other guys, Gibbs, uh, really made me laugh. Um, I love the shout out to Monty Python, um, uh, because this is one of those instances where watching a video where my sin brain is writing the sin as they're saying it, like, because the way he said the, the, um, air velocity or whatever sounded so much like Monty Python. Um, mm-hmm. And so then they're like, also, we have to determine if Air Force One is migratory or if there could be two Air Force Ones carrying a coconut on the line. Uh, <laughs> made me laugh very, very much. 
Uh, and then this cooler again, man, I'm getting a strong lust for Perrier right now, and I'm not happy about it. Uh, made me giggle as well. Uh, lots of great lines uh, in this video. So well done, one and all, uh, for the Air Force hey, going, One video. Going back to Mellow Yellow, though, you guys aren't soda <laughs> drinkers, so maybe you won't know the answer to this. Is it controversial to like Mellow Yellow more than Mountain Dew? Because I do. Uh-oh. You're asking the wrong person, um, but I, I, I don't think controversial would probably be the word. Uh, uh, you may be in the minority. I don't know, but um, yeah. I'm just curious. Throwing that out to the listeners. Tell me I'm wrong. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I, I like Mellow Yellow better. I also like Pepsi better than Coke. So man, Pepsi. And I think it's both reasons. Pepsi and Mellow Yellow are sweeter, which is weird because Mountain Dew's Pepsi, Mellow Yellow's Coke. But Pepsi is sweeter than Coke. Mellow Yellow is sweeter than Mountain Dew. So I think that's why I like the better. It's true. No, that that much is I true. Like, I you remember can that. Just call call me Candy. <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. We will do that. Uh, Eddie Watts, Candyman, whatever you want to call him. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk, wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're? Okay, we're gonna try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. Uh, All right, let's move on to keeping tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're each going to talk a little bit about the sin writing process, maybe uh, something that happened uh, in a script, uh, deleted sin, uh, Google search that's got us on an FBI watch list, whatever the case may be. Um, anybody want to volunteer to begin? Danae, sure. it looks like you're you're ready, willing, and able. I don't really have Danae, a... why don't you go first? Oh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Um, I think I will. <laughs> I learned what a Caesar cipher was when I wrote the script for uh, Gravity Falls. I wasn't quite sure what that was, but in my research of that, just that quick glance of the page that has all of the different writings on it, uh, and then finding out, you know, that it said basically that Stan couldn't be trusted or whatever it said, um, which seemed pretty obvious just based on what he looked like. Uh, I learned that was called a Caesar cipher. And so then I got into all these different kinds of ciphers and coding and things like this went off on a nice little nice. Um, 
I even like read blogs about people who used to love getting like the decoder rings in the mail and solving this, you know, like the secret writing on the back of um, uh, cereal boxes. And there's just like this whole like code world that was super exciting. It gave me some ideas for Dungeons and Dragons. So I'm going to put some ciphers actually cool. in my game to see if they can solve them. I and like ciphers. Yeah. And the Caesar cipher is, I think, one of the most well-known ones. It's, it's essentially like you've got the alphabet A through Z and then you just shift it a little bit. And so in like instead of the first letter being A, maybe the first letter is X. And so every letter shifts mm -hmm. down. So it's a pretty easy um, one to solve because every single letter that's represented is, you know, the same somewhere else. Like you don't have to keep solving multiple, multiple uh, ciphers to, to, to crack the code. So if um, X equals A, it's the same throughout the entire thing. Uh, and then because it's a Caesar cipher, you can just like shift it down. Right. If you um, figure out one letter, you figure out all of you them. You can figure out the rest. It's, uh, yeah. It's be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Yeah. <laughs> They're also known as the shift ciphers, Caesar's code and Caesar's shift, obviously, because everything kind of shifts down. So it was a lot of fun to kind of go into like the code breaking world without, again, trying to alarm anyone at the FBI. I use a an adapted Caesar cipher for my uh, passwords, uh, for my online passwords. Uh -oh. So uh -oh. oh God, I don't know how you do that. I'm I'm I like I'm so bad with passwords. So I just I'm not gonna start talking about that because <laughs> creative people will. My password is uh, John Jonathan's I mean, I'm not password. Like, I'm not password or one two three. It's nothing like that. I mean, I do. It is things I do, but I but I don't I don't change I don't change them up the way I should. Oh my gosh. I, I was once consulting on a project for a woman. She was trying to figure out how to kind of shift more into the digital world for keeping track of files. And she was very much a notebook person. And so I'm kind of teaching her just the general layout of some options that you have for free. If you have a Google account, which she did, just kind of showing her around or whatever. And she says, uh, well, yeah, you can go ahead and log in my password. And let's just say that her name was Margaret. She's like, my password's Margaret123. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, friend, we now need to have a separate conversation. <laughs> yeah, my daughter my daughter was was doing that. I didn't know because she was creating passwords for things. I didn't know. She was doing similar things like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, we need, we need to make that a little stronger. <laughs> a little stronger. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, Jonathan, what about you? Um, I actually did mine after uh, the video came out because um, Danae wrote that great line of sins and gravity falls about the fingers and she even came to me and said hey just curious since you've seen this is this a thing because it's weird that they have all these different amounts of fingers like i don't think it is i've definitely never heard that or never thought about it and uh we got a dm on, on our our tv sense twitter from a very very nice fan that just said i always thought they were easter eggs and like and then he he or she i, I don't remember but went on to explain that they thought that what was it today like the different type like different aged groups had yeah they certain said amounts of fingers they said that the adults have like normal hand but that the little uh little yeah. kids have three fingers and that one of the people has six fingers yeah that's what it was and uh and and, and very like they just said they thought that was kind of what they always had in their mind so i was just really curious um so that made me curious enough to look it up so i found this whole thing on reddit about it which is there was like a whole discussion about it on reddit of course there is and uh one of the animators uh chimed in and said it was a design choice they said in the character design phase the character 
designers thought that some characters looked better with five fingers and some looked better with four. <gasps> they were right. The characters do visually look better that way, but we should have been consistent for various reasons. Oh! Our bad. Just, pre just pretend oh! they all have five. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got him right there. I, I don't even... know if I said that right. That was one of the animators, but it's one of the people behind the show. This um, is very exciting. You're very excited, Danae. Very excited. I think yeah, the real. But, uh, but and, I, and I did. I didn't look that up to prove anybody wrong. It just made me. It started making me curious. Well, I'm like glad you did. Something. Prove them wrong for me. <laughs> Kick them to the mattresses. Is well, that the right saying? Something like that. I think the oh. real important question is: Do you count the thumb as a finger or not? Because the comments well, yeah, are no. very concerned. The comments are very not. concerned that you're not counting the thumb as a and finger. I, and I caught that pretty quickly that she had not counted and i was like that's fine because it's it's a thumb right no it was it was fingers and thumb like yeah. i was the the, the a phalange yeah. includes the thumb a finger is just the fingers we're doing yes. anatomy people so i mean <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna be specific <laughs> but it's most people would say they have five fingers i would say i understand humans that have five i understand fingers. that yeah. they would be incorrect but that's okay <laughs> What was I, think do. I what would was, say that too. What was interesting about and the president sending, shouldn't leave his family. Then continue. <laughs> what was interesting for me about that is that in one of those, yeah, an adult had three, and then the next time you see him had four. Not all ado mm -hmm. adults had four fingers. No, they a, a lot of them had three, and we actually pointed out in the video. Mm -hmm. So, yep. um, we really are, we're super okay with you guys, you know, saying, hey, no, maybe no, you didn't and get I, that, I make that quite. Very clear. The, yeah, we're just. We're having fun. I don't. I don't know if they listen to the show, and I'm sorry, I don't remember the the handle. But um, they no, they were very nice. We had a nice conversation. Yeah, it, so, I'm. I'm yeah. not. I'm just being silly here. They were very <laughs> excited. We send Gravity Falls and hope we do more. I love yeah. the Gravity Falls fans. I th yeah. There are some shows we do where you go in the comments and you're just like, oh, fans of this show get it. Like they're having fun. You know, like it's. Mm -hmm. I, I just love that. They're just they're excited that we you know send it. And, and then next week there's a there's a good chance Simpsons fans I would argue you're the same yeah uh there's a good chance next week it, there's going to be one that not so <laughs> we'll see we'll, we'll see how it goes <laughs> it can go either way uh my keeping tabs is about uh yakov Shmirnov, um because <laughs> why not uh this is from the the sin uh, i don't know why that's so funny but that uh <sighs> anyways it was one of those things where we knew we had to mention it in some way just because you know the simpsons saying remember the presidential primaries are only a few months away hey if you don't like it go to russia just has way too many connections to things that are going on uh, now, right now. But um, so I, I just did the in politics, you don't go to Russia, Russia goes to you, which was kind of the format of Yakov Shmirnov uh, votes or uh, votes jokes. Um, <laughs> jokes. And so I said somewhere in Branson, uh, Yakov is laughing and crying at the joke at the same time. Yes, Yakov uh, has a theater in Branson where he did his show for That's many, many right. years. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think retired two years ago. I think he just retired in the last couple of years, but he still lives in the area. I just saw him on the local news just uh, uh, like last week. He was doing a segment about something. He uh, is very heavily involved in charity work, uh, which I, I really appreciate. Uh, I have met him once. He came in and did the radio show once uh, when uh, when I was on a local radio station, and you know, so I interviewed him and talked to him a little bit. And he's just—does he really sound like his stand-up persona? No, no, he doesn't. Um, I, it's I a persona. Think he would. Um, and uh, and we talked about that a little bit, but yeah, it's a persona, and it's just kind of one of those things that you yeah, know, you it's play like a uh, Polly Shore, Bobcat Goldthwait. Sure, one sure, of, you know, absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's a reality to it. It comes from a place, but it's definitely enhanced for the character. So anyways, you know, 
it's it's weird. It's kind of problematic if you go back and watch some of those 80s. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is I just sometimes I'll read back through these scripts and I'll be like, there's a note in the script. And this is such a I, I do, don't even know this for sure, but I'm almost 100 percent sure this is a Jeremy note because I've seen these types of notes on his scripts before. But this is after the uh, this dude looks like what would happen if Tim Curry, Tim Allen and Alan Rickman had a baby together. His name should be <laughs> Talon Rickery. <laughs> <laughs> which is a great <laughs> sin. And then just in parentheses in the script, it says, this is maybe the dumbest sin I've ever written. <laughs> I, just <love> <laughs> I just love that we do that. You know, it's like, guys, I get it. This is, you know, I'm being dumb here, but that's why it works because we're willing to be dumb. Uh, so I just wanted to mention oh, that funny. as well. Let's move on to the comment section. I, know what you're I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to pull a comment from uh, the week's videos. Uh, something we like could be a comment from Twitter, anywhere else, actually. Discord, uh, email, whatever the case may be. Um, I'll start this one. This comes from Sphinx Lightning, uh, who says, uh, don't you mean the Rick on Stark school of shuffling away from things? This was in the uh, Simpsons video. And to Sphinx, I say, you are correct. And I done messed up, A.A. Ron. It should <gasps> be uh, on TV since we should always do Rick on Stark school of uh, running I away from things. I wondered about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was my I fault. Get so ir- I, I, I still do that sometimes, too. We're all right, like, uh, in a TV sense script. And sometimes it's because we're working on multiple, like, TV sure. sense and cinema sense. Yeah. And sometimes I'm mm-hmm. even working on music videos at the same time. And I'll still sometimes in a TV sense script, right, you know, would be great at cinema sense. Or I'll say movie yeah. instead of TV show. And then I'm like, God damn it. What yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Aaron will catch it or something. Yeah. Or like, uh, so roll stupid. credits instead of roll commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah or, instead yeah. of roll commercials. Yeah. Um, it's a hard job, people. <laughs> guys, we have to remember a lot. <laughs> we got to okay? remember stuff, guys. Uh, this was one of my favorite comments on the uh, This Is America video. This is from Harishi, uh, who says, the fact that you didn't take off any sins is a crime. <laughs> Which I think is such a great thing to troll. It's such a trolly comment, and I love it so yeah. much because it's true. Yeah. We didn't take there off is. any sins. Uh, for, there is like wait, for which trolling. one? Uh, this is America. Okay, okay. There uh, is like there is legit good trolling. Like that can that does exist. Yeah, no, and, that's that's such uh, a beautiful people, troll. And when it's done well, it, it's appreciated. And then somebody responds to that comment saying, "Not just a crime, a microaggression, a microaggression." <laughs> oh uh, wow. No. Uh, so yeah, so and then oh shit, Kevin responds. Kevin responds to that. Oh, shit. Kevin responds to that comment by saying, "Legend has it, if you say cinema sins five times into a mirror, Jeremy shows up and overly critiques you for twenty six minutes or less." Oh, I'm sorry. This is for Candyman. I totally butchered that. This is a. Uh, this one's from Kevin. It was also my quote. <laughs> it was also my comment. <laughs> yeah, That's man, you? Be, what? Maybe you should stop, Aaron. No, no I'm like saying that was his. the one I picked. Oh, okay. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go back in time. <laughs> It's okay. No, I like gonna how I really feel like you should update the email at this point because in the email it's like we'll each pick one comment and here you are like you yeah. know what who I'm... broke that rule like week one me but now it's Aaron so we're we're focusing <laughs> on <true>. Aaron. <laughs> You know what? You're On right. The 69th. You're week. right. You're absolutely right. I have. I have. <laughs> I am just all. I am just no. 
in the wrong today. I should today. have picked more than one. No, 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 no. We all should pick one. I am in the wrong. No, uh, no. I know, but you I'm did, saying you, you did should three. have backups. We'll each get to do three. Uh, you should have backups in case somebody accidentally pictures is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's what it should be. That's what it should be. Well, let's pretend yeah. I only yeah. said one then. Let's just pretend I only said one, and then we'll go to Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan, what's your <laughs> one comment for this hey, week? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm going I'm to say this. With, no one has said this on this show yet, so it's really exciting. Uh, no, but seriously, in the Candyman, I couldn't pass this one up. It was in the Candyman comments. It was uh, Kevin Strom. He says, sorry. <laughs> you got it. You got this. You got this. All right, man. In the Candyman comments, Kevin Strom, <laughs> legend has it, if you say CinemaSense five times into a <laughs> It's a funny, it's a really funny comment. I saw that one too. It's hilarious. You can finish it. You can finish it. I saw that one. It's really funny. <laughs> I get why you're laughing. Legend has it. Legend has it. If you say cinema sense five times into a mirror, Jeremy shows up and overly critiques you for 26 minutes or less. I still hear the dings. <laughs> it was very funny. So it funny. Is. I couldn't even finish. Right. I get it. I totally get it. I saw that one too. It's so, it's very, very funny. Hey, Danae. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about hey, Danae, you? I think yours, yours is from Candyman too, right? What is yeah. it? <laughs> Guys, there's this thing about Jeremy showing up in a mirror. <laughs> um, I grabbed one from um, Gravity Falls that said, it's from I Don't Care Productions, who says, I know the sins literally don't matter, but I feel like this got too many sins. <laughs> and AJ Obas says, I agree. Sometimes I feel like he was sending things just to send things like when he was talking about their parents having sex or whatever or something. But he, they spelled sex S asterisk X. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's awesome. And then Shadow Mega Gaming pops in and says, did, did you just censor the word sex? <laughs> and AJ responds, yes, with a smiley face. <laughs> That's amazing. And I just we found probably that. did. It's possible we had too many sons on that one. By the way, I was surprised at how many we both wrote. Well, we uh, we we killed it. Yeah, we we yeah, killed that thing. It, it, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter like how much you like or dislike something. You know, something uh, it either has a lot of sins or it doesn't. You know, just as far as because because like we always say, the sins don't matter. So some just open themselves up for more than others. But I, I like guess. how that uh, started off like like I know this doesn't matter, but it really hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> like I sent Aaron a script last night of a of an episode of a show that I can tell you I I hated and uh, but I really didn't have that many sins because they're. Just just that was partly why I hated it because there wasn't anything going on. <laughs> yep. So yeah, yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. Uh, very nicely uh, done, commenters. Uh, Kevin, especially great stuff. Gary, great stuff from Kevin this week. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Beyond the Sins to Infinity and Beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Let's chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we've seen recently. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you kick us off? What do you got? I will. So um, this guy, Kevin Strong. <laughs> no, I watched. Um, so this actually this actually does kind of tie into Candyman in a way, because we actually did an ad on our Candyman thing uh, for, for Shudder. So mm-hmm. if you go to if you go to shutter.com right now and you want to you want to check this thing out if you do uh, promo code CinemaSense you, you get a free 30 days and one thing you can watch is a movie a new movie that just dropped on there this week it's a 2020 film it is called The Mortuary Collection 
I just watched it last night, and um, it's a, a horror anthology, which is one of my favorite types of horror films. I do not feel like most of the ones I like are older, though. I, I don't know that a lot of modern anthologies really uh, float my boat, but this is one of the better ones I've seen, I would say. Um, it definitely starts off a little rough, but um, it's but it does get better as it goes along. There's four stories and a wraparound. I will say the wraparound in this is probably one of my favorite things about it though how they tie it in because that's one of the fun things about anthologies a lot of the time is how they tie in the wraparound uh to to the stories um so that's that's a pretty fun thing here and the but it does each story gets better as it progresses the last story was far and away the best one um and um it's uh but the basic premise is that um um clancy brown the always great clancy brown he kind of plays like a human version of like the crypt keeper or something i guess you would say in this he's kind of the mc of all the stories and um he is interviewing a someone who may or may not get a job working at the mortuary with him so he's telling her some stories about the uh some of the some of the bodies and and how they got there um and so that's kind of the basic setup and then it just kind of goes from there um and like i said um i don't i don't know that there's a full-on dud but i will say like i said each story gets better as it goes along the last two stories are way better than the first two i was a little disappointed with one of them because there's one where because in a lot of these anthologies uh there's usually like moral quandaries and like comeuppance and all that kind of fun stuff and um there's one where i feel like it was really saying something really interesting about um uh like um consequences of sex but then at the end I felt like it just kind of went for like a cheap thrill over like anything of substance so that was kind of disappointing but it was still really it was still really interesting and it was almost like the director Ryan Spindle he does he did he does the entire movie he directs all the stories it's almost like as each one goes he just kind of figures out more what he wants the movie itself to be about uh so um I I think it's worth a watch I, I it's it's not like I'm not like I didn't love it, but uh, but it was solid. And uh, I do recommend Shudder, though. I think Shudder's a lot of fun, especially, you know, this time of year. Uh, there's so much on there if you're having trouble finding things to watch, if you like to watch stuff around the Halloween season and uh, you get a free 30 days right now. So it's a good time to go. And uh, I would recommend checking out the Mortuary Collection if you choose to do that. The Mortuary Collection on Shudder. Very nice. Um, I'll go next. I got around to finishing up Challenger, the final flight on Netflix. Netflix. Uh, it's a four episode docu-series on the uh, launch and destruction of the Challenger uh, that for many of us was a huge memory point in our growing up lives of when the space shuttle exploded and we lost Krista McAuliffe as well as the others that were on um, that flight. Uh, this is the most in-depth look I've seen or heard on why that happened, what happened, how um, the pressure of a industry or a situation results in people not being able to uh, accomplish what they need to accomplish in time. And so they cut corners and man, we see this story over and over again. And it's just like, at some point you just feel like, okay, would you not cut corners maybe when it's like the space program? But we just, I, we just see time and time again, that human beings are human beings. But there's also this encouraging part about um, encouraging is the wrong word, but there's this powerful part of watching these people so many years 
years later wrestle with the choices they made that ended up, you know, with people losing their lives. And some of them are doing a good job at really wrestling with that and taking ownership of it, and others aren't. And so seeing that is very interesting to me. I really like the docuseries very much. That'd be really hard to watch, I think. Mm-hmm. Like knowing that people cut corners and it costs lives. Like you said, and that that's a common theme that happens a lot in tragedies when they go back and look at, at what happened. You know, someone decides not to screw in, a you know, something tight enough mm-hmm. because they're just in a hurry or they don't want to spend the money on what it makes to make something safe. And so they just like, eh, it'll be fine. And then people, you know, end up dying. That's, yeah. I think that's always difficult to watch. But a reminder that it's important to think about people's lives being valuable and more I think, valuable than than you know cutting a corner yeah and i think the the docuseries uh one thing it does very very well is how it respects uh the the people who lost their lives and uh and really respects them in not going like full exploitation like it doesn't like use the explosion of the challenger as like the big money shot of the docuseries you know kind of thing like it it allows uh some respect for that moment and what the families were going through um so yeah i thought it was i thought it was really well yeah. done yeah i'm sure it's really good my wife really liked it but i'm i'm like danae i just i don't know I, i'm gonna have to be in a certain headspace probably to, sure. to watch it sure and i yeah. definitely remember like when it happened um where i was it's definitely one of those events if you lived through it you know like even like something like 9-11 which is very different but i'm just saying it's one of those big events where you do remember like where you were you know what you heard you know when you first heard about it all that kind of stuff so uh what about you danae what do you got so Kipo came out with a new season, um, and I'm really excited to remind you guys that you need to watch this cartoon. Uh, it's a very different vibe than the ones that Aaron was just talking about. Um, although it does get a little bit more serious in this season, you can kind of see how it's maturing a little bit. And just as a reminder, you know, Kipo, they, they show violence, they show fighting, things like that. Um, but this takes it to a different level where it kind of even shows... Uh, relationship changes, pretty pretty incredible relationship changes and shifts. And um, and I don't want to spoil any part of it, so I'm going to be very, very vague. But I thought that they did a really good job of kind of bringing the story essentially to a close. I don't know if they're going to do another season of Kipo. I didn't look into that because um, I'm, I'm okay with where they landed on this storytelling. And I really love being able to come back to you and say, you could watch three seasons pretty quickly because it goes pretty fast and it's fun and it's exciting and the music is still great. Um, and I think it still has a fun story uh, and there's really interesting conclusions. And I think it's a safe cartoon for, you know, kids of a certain age to watch. I didn't really feel like there was anything major, like upsetting in it or whatever. Not that I'm like the gatekeeper for what you show your kids, but um, it was it's fun. And I love it visually. It's unique. It's a unique world. And it was fun to go back and revisit it. And a nice little refresher from I haven't really watched anything. I've just been listening to a lot of podcasts and a lot of my content has been like on pause for whatever reason, different mm-hmm. different inputs. So I really haven't had something fun to just sink my teeth into. Um, and I just, I literally watched it in a day. <laughs> and then I was sad because nice. it was over. Um, but I want to get like Kipo merch because I really had a good time watching this. So I'm I'm going <laughs> to order some stickers or something I can put up on my wall. So this so. is uh, Kipo and the wonderful, fantabulous world of the Wonder, the Wonder Beast. Beast and where to find them. Um, where to find them, uh, yes, on like Netflix. <laughs> Those damn uh, beasts. <laughs> you can you can watch all of it on Netflix 
and um, I hope you I hope you enjoy it. A uh, sh- big shout out to all of the BTS folks who have written to me uh, about watching it and have been enjoying it with their families. Um, I actually one Jen she wrote to me and she was like, uh, it, it came out and I was like, yes, I cried and she's like, wait, what kind of crying? I don't know if I can handle crying. <laughs> so she's actually trying, <laughs> right. she's choosing not to watch it just in case nice. there's too much emotion. <laughs> she's like, I can't handle anymore right now. Just so. what you do is you start getting I get it if you start getting emotional just turn it off listen to our podcast for a little bit and then then yeah. you'll just you know right the emotions in. will just go right away you know like that's right our no level of here. dumb is the is the brain palate cleanser <laughs> right. listen so to the, the comment section on this episode <laughs> that's right that's right and it'll be a, it'll definitely be a, a wonderful hot mess. hot mess indeed uh well that brings the hot mess to an end guys uh it's we gonna did it. wrap it up for behind the sins this week don't forget to uh, make sure you're subscribed go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well you can hang out with us on twitter i'm at aaron dicer she is at Danae says D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S and he is at Sam Loomis 13 uh, so for Jonathan Watkins Danae Hughes Kevin from the comment section and myself we'll see you next week <laughs> uh, uh, hey Aaron we also have a P.O. Box behind the scenes P.O. Box 881 Republic Missouri 65738 send stuff now thanks for listening send any feedback to BTS at cinemasins.com And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash BTS. Look, the guys are already in the hangout. I better join them. She's seen it, haven't you, Danae? I don't. What are we talking about? <laughs> In Discord, there's the helicopter moment at the beginning of the the last episode, and uh, and somebody in Discord was like something about I almost drove off the road during the helicopter report at uh, Aaron's sexual innuendo, followed by Danae's perfect oh. sexual innuendo without her even knowing it. What? Uh, there was a sexual innuendo. Oh yes, no, it was, and it was perfect too, and you had I, no clue, and I, it was. It was just one of those I, beautiful Danae things. I even listen. <laughs> what was the innuendo? Because I listened back to it and I guess I missed it then too. Okay. So here's the thing. You're doing the helicopter uh, report and I'm doing right, the, right. you know, roads or whatever. And then I finished right. the, the helicopter report with, you know, a backup on I-69. Nice. And I say nice after I-69. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you go, I really can't continue doing this. My tongue is so sore. Um, <laughs> I did. I did. I said that. It's like your brain does these things and you don't even know. <laughs> no, I didn't even know. <laughs> hey, and it's episode 69 this That's time. That's right, this so. week is episode 69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this picture is so stupid, I can't wait to see this. What picture? So when you froze, you froze mid-laugh. Um <laughs> And so Danae had me uh, freeze mid-laugh, too, and she took a picture. Nice. There, I did it. I can see myself. I like seeing myself. (laughs) (laughs) We've lost Aaron. He's gone forever. Look at that guy. Look at him. Look at that guy drinking water. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
You guys are nuts. <laughs> and you're just now figuring this out 69 episodes in. <laughs> this was like, I don't know, some report like 10 years ago where they said that like people between like most people like between like whatever the ages were like 18 and 27 or whatever, that their news source was the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Daily Show does do like legit news. Okay. But I mean, but for the most part, that's it's comedy. Well, it's just like it, saying it's just like saying for a certain yeah. percentage of people, we are their movie reviews. Like, no. Yeah, <laughs> like, stop yeah it. that's true. No, <laughs> that's very true, too. <laughs> you know dolphins are evil, by the way, right? Like, they're not sweet. and N- No, I didn't know that. They're, I don't know. I read this article one time on them. Apparently, like, <laughs> they'll, like, uh, they, they'll injure uh, swimmers on purpose. Mm-hmm. I believe I believe you mean on porpoise, but continue. On porpoise, yeah. They'll <laughs> injure swimmers to where they're stuck, and then they'll back off and wait for, like, other sea creatures to come and uh get the human like they're not like they're not very nice like well, they're, they, my understanding is they're just mischievous they're smart they're smart and they're mischievous and they, they're pranksters like they'll do the same like yeah. there are stories of them defending people against other animals as well true. no that's true so no, that's like true. But I'm just i saying, think they, they just can, like to get involved <laughs> they just like yeah. to get in there and do something crazy have you watched uh, I Can See Your Voice yet? I have. It's amazing. I love it. Thank you for the recommendation. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it amazing? It, is, it really is. It's the best. <laughs> Here's what Yay! I love about it. Here's what I love I'm about so it. I'm so glad you watched it. Uh, among, uh, in addition to the things you rightly pointed out that I would love about this show, uh, <laughs> what I also love about it is unlike almost every other reality competition show, this show delivers results, and it delivers mm-hmm. them quickly and often and the momentum of this show is so great because you're getting a reveal like every 10 minutes or less Mm -hmm. and i think that is that's really cool because you'll watch like america's got talent you watch a results show and it's like you could tell Mm -hmm. me the results in five seconds and you spend two hours getting to it and it's just like you know one result the clock yeah yeah the clock cutting and so like this show this show just delivers man I, i i love it i really really like it no I'm ready. Let's do it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 